Welcome to the Bushy Black Brother Network. Good morning and welcome to Millennial Money Management. I'm Michael, your Bushy Black Brother, and I have my co-host here, Chaz Jenkins. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on? I feel so, good. Good. I'm glad you're feeling good. We're here in the morning. Um, we don't normally do our morning sets, but this is an exception. And <laughs> Chaz is going to give us some of the details on the exception and possibly giving us the outline of what we want to create for a series of careers in America. Yeah. So. Chaz, why are we talking about this? So we're talking in the, you know, normally in a weekday, I'll never be able to be here. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually currently, you know, I have the week off, we'll say. Ah, I had the week vacation? off since last week. Not a vacation. Okay. All right. Not a religious holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like two weeks ago, you know, I got summoned into a room. Summoned. Mm. Uh, we had the HR lady on speakerphone, not in the room. <laughs> ooh, ooh. And I was like, hey, the, the dude was like, hey, you know, you're laid off. We got to lay you off. I was like, oh, this is how they do it, huh? So, reasons? The reason I was given was uh, they're shrinking the side of the business. Mm. I, I think, well, we'll go into what I think later. Yeah, okay. But oh. they're answer was hey this part of the business we're going to do a lot more consolidating mm-hmm. and um keep in mind it's a small firm yeah so when they say sh- shrink it's, it's kind of like, like it's, it's, it's li- five people now it's four <laughs> <laughs> literally you know what i'm saying so right, right so from from that perspective you know but fortunately um and this is why i want to do the series i, I think there are certain things you had to keep in mind mm-hmm. there's a certain um, level of comfort you should have and shouldn't have. You should feel comfortable in your ability to do the job, but not comfortable in that there's going to be mutual loyalty. And then again, what is loyalty? If I have my own business, maybe I would say, hey, you know what? This person has this salary. We can't really afford that, or mm-hmm. we want to have better margins. You know, unfortunately, we have to get rid of them. Right. You know, I'm not in. I'm not in that position to say how I would do something. I wouldn't do something. Um, but so. I mean, you made a good point about loyalty, and I want to put respect as well. Because, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why I say that, you know, nowadays, and we're talking millennial, even with these long-term like baby boomers who likes right. to be at jobs for 20 and 30 years, right? Um, that's not the environment we're under anymore. Um, it's because whoever pays the best mm-hmm. or... Uh, and we would want to get into this too is what if there's something you always wanted to do and right. this was this job is just a jumping off you jump off at this and then yeah. it says i got enough now i can jump off into something mm-hmm. else but i always say loyalty to an extent you know i'm gonna be yeah. loyal but you know where i'm headed but just on the other side from the employer side mm-hmm. you know it's just how do you when i say loyalty obviously it's a business um right. but and again, I never, I never been in a position to have to lay someone off, mm-hmm. but it was just my severance package was, hey, you know, eat your last paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, I guess, 
You know what I'm saying? You know, I got like my last 10 days. It, it, it was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, where, uh, okay, a layoff. You hear about, hey, someone, this company is laying so many people off. So, But until <laughs> it happens to you, you don't really appreciate what that means um, or what those, um, from both the company and the, and the actual employees. So when I was just thinking like, man, the time I put in, mm. you know, like I, Irregardless of how much how much I liked it, how much I liked the job, or how little I liked the job, I feel like I, I performed regardless. And it was just and it was just to the point of like man, all those nights I was putting in, mm-hmm. the weekends, and what I had to show for it is what and ten I, days. The and the incentive going forward to work hard is just how much can I trust? How you know if they, if things if financially speaking the company is not doing well. You know what? Because I I feel strongly about demanding a certain salary. Right. That, you know, that's just how it is. But do you just get rid of people? Like, hey, so and so earns this much. Get rid of them. So, um, you didn't mention something that you said from an employee standpoint. Yeah. So, I have been an employer. Mm-hmm. I have been a representative of employers. So. This is why I threw in the respect aspect. I've been in companies that they're based their income mm-hmm. or their revenue of how many contracts they get in. So if they don't get enough contracts, that means they're going to reduce the amount of people or processes that cost money. Okay. So I have to reduce that. So the respect aspect is as an employer... I'm letting my employees know things aren't looking good because boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. The respect. So here's the other thing. When you commit time and effort, um, there's an incentive to keep your job because if a, if a job is really not doing well, they're going to hold on to the people who's actually doing the little extras now, as not, opposed to the people who's not. I'm not going to speak on that aspect. Right. Um, this, this, I'm not going to speak in, you know, that's not, I don't think that's relevant for my, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. For this case, I'm not going to, you know, just, you know, tact, just having tact. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whatever the case, I, I feel how I feel about whatever the case, but that's not, that's neither, that's in the past. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I thought, I treated it like a relationship. Yep. Like, you know what? Like, there's no point in, like, once you break up, hey, let me get my T-shirt and, and that, and, you get know my, what I mean? Get my Xbox. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like the with the on. job. Hey, right. let, you know, let me figure, let's figure out benefits and the retirement account, you mm-hmm. know, the severance. And again, the severance was, and that's, and, and that's, that's why I felt strongly about doing this podcast was because mm-hmm. on this topic, there was just a lot of lessons learned on my end in terms of, you know, if you're dealing with a small company, mm-hmm. um, what's their maturity in terms of processes? Like they clearly, there was clearly not a process for me in this regard. Right. Um, there was clearly no, like you said, there was no communication in terms of, um, hey, you know, here's here's the reality of things. And again, fortunate. I'm so I'm very fortunate that, um, well, first of all, and then we got to back up. Okay. Um, so I was already, I was already looking. Right. I've been looking, you know, for a couple of months, and just for you, you know, anybody who has THC in their system, that's another thing. You need. So if you feel any kind of discomfort at work, 
and you want to uh, try to release stress, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think being I, like quasi-alcoholism is better than, you know, being a stoner because you just stop drinking for a couple of days and, you know, you get your shit together versus right. weed. If you get laid off, that's your ass. Yeah. You try to get a drug test. I had to get a drug test, you know, for a new position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was fine. But if I was, you know, just whatever, trying to de-stress, mm-hmm. that could have been a not, that could have been not good. Right. So, um, you know, I was already, I had a situation where um, I had to get a certification that has relative value in the industry. Are you familiar with CompTIA? CompTIA, no. A+. plus. Yeah, A-plus certification. Yeah. Okay. And last year, I was studying for PMP. Mm-hmm. Now, which one do you think? Me as an employer, uh-huh. uh, a PMP is really big for me because if we're doing more consulting, which you was kind of dealing with the customer, you would see the aspect of how we improve mm-hmm. the projects that we do for them. So to me, a PMP would be something I would support. I'm, I'm a little different. <laughs> Right. Because I look at the benefits of not just you, but the company as well. Most job listings I looked at are the same. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm trying to I want to be careful how I navigate this conversation. Uh, now, what we're talking so just to stay on topic, this mm-hmm. I was basically told to, hey, um uh, you, in fact, Mike, Mike has seen this sheet of paper where I was told to not only get a certification, but you know, do acting classes, yeah, some other things, and it was just like, okay, this is this is this is a this is a unique development plan. Al Jolson, yeah, so this is unique. You're right. So yeah. I was just like, I was frustrated because as I started studying for this test, a plus certification, I'm like, this is some horseshit. Yeah. First of all, in 2018, it still has Windows 8 questions windows seven questions not not many windows 10 things right like it's, it's just outdated like i'm i'm fortunate i had industry experience mm-hmm. hands-on experience where i can i'm not like what i'm saying is if i was studying this test without experience i would be like oh okay these are the things that are actually important yep. but if but it's you, really not yeah you you know how to discern like oh this question is some is dumb because no one uses this you know what I mean? Like, if you play video games, it's the equivalent of saying, hey, what's the Super Nintendo? Like, no one plays that shit no more. Like, fuck out of here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What so, I need that for? Right. right. So as I was studying for this certification, I got frustrated because it's, it's dumb. Yeah. For me, for like for my particular career track, mm-hmm. and that's, that's when I realized, you know, the roles were, you know, diverging. And what I wanted to do, what the firm wanted me to do, it's two different things. Right. So, so so let me get that answer though. Okay. Because I think you 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 made a point that a lot of people don't recognize. Which is companies want what they want. Mm-hmm. And they want you to do what they want. And that's what happened. And I was like, the certification is some bullshit. I kind of dragged my feet on it. Time went by. Obviously, in that time, you know, we moved. There's a lot of shit going on nonetheless, but mm-hmm. I did drag my feet. And apparently I didn't sign. I'm, I'm not. Remember, I don't remember. If I signed anything. This wasn't like an official. I don't. I, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Months go by. I got. I get called in the office again. Uh, well, the first time prior to right. prior to the layoff, and was like, um, "Hey, you didn't do this. We got to write you up." I'm like, "Oh, really? I didn't realize." Blah blah blah. So I do it. 
I did it out of spite. I got this shit done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, here goes your fucking certification. <laughs> you happy? Right. And, and of course, I get laid off anyway. I spend the money on that bullshit, exa- you know, thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it, it was just like a, like hmm, like this is. Employers know, yeah. want what they want for you. They see your progression the way they want. Yes. If you don't establish ahead of time, this is my career path and come to an agreement, they will always know what's best for you. And that's the crazy thing. No, um, it's that's but that's business. And shall I clearly establish as a so I'm gonna tell you level up. I'm leveled up mm-hmm. and I have corporate and regional VPs that says this is the culture and the things that you need to do to be successful. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Got that. Uh-oh. He did all of that. But he's doing it the way he wants to. I want to do I want him to do it the way mm-hmm. I want to. I will not conform to that. So what do they do? They promote the people who actually perform to ball. that. Yeah. Yeah, they But I don't ball. need to play ball to progress. I maneuver within there to say these are the things that I want to do. So I'm going to create PMP type strategies that I have. So I use my project management skill set to say I'm going to create other projects. Mm-hmm. And the company as a whole said, that's fantastic. But I don't have to have a certification. I just have the skills to do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to be promoted in order to be recognized for certain things. But they have a path for Mm -hmm. each person the way they see it. But I clearly established during my tenure there that I'm going to go the direction that I want. Now, I don't disagree disagree with any of that. Um, My problem is... And this kind of goes back to, an, I think, a, another job, older job I had as well. When you interview, there's a line between um, when you interview and you're saying, you try to communicate here, you know, what you want to accomplish in your career or in this particular position. That what if things change? What if they don't? Ho- what well, happens a lot, motherfuckers don't hold up the end of their bargain. <laughs> they don't. And it's just kind of like, what you going to do? You just, you got to, either you deal with it or you leave. So, are you prepared for that though? So the thing is, at this is, point now, yes. Yeah, now, because of the experience that you went through, yes, most people don't think about it that way. And you're right. Most people, for years, all I did was change the narrative. Mm-hmm. So when the business was going badly and I ran a warehouse, I changed my philosophy and said I need to start doing sales because if I don't help them with the sales. That means they're going to start laying people off Mm -hmm. or reducing the warehouse, which means I'm out of a job. So I started gaining some skills in sales and understanding what the aspects and presentations. So I went out with the sales team and got more contracts, Mm -hmm. which in turn increased the revenue of the warehouse, which in turn increased my salary. And it worked out really well. But if you see that or if you see that you don't have that opportunity, Mm -hmm. guess what? You got to get the hell up out of there, which a lot of people say, but I like this job. You can't be complacent or content when you want it to work, just like a relationship. Let's go back to your relationship. Mm -hmm. You want the relationship to work, but she's always spending your money. I want to go. I want to circle back to the very beginning, because Mm -hmm. when I think about my where I started, a lot of people are in this position. They're working a a dead end job Mm -hmm. and a dead end job is such a way that. 
the skills that you work in this job don't allow you to first of all the job doesn't pay enough so yep. it's not you can't earn enough to try to pay for classes tuition or to earn extra skills right <clears throat> and then because you have shit experience when you send your resume out no one gives a fuck about whatever <laughs> you're doing you know and I, right. and unfortunately i'm talking about a lot of customer service representatives if you're in retail or and again it depends what you're doing in retail obviously right because you can be on like if you're if you're a fucking cash register guy that can be kind of tough depending on where you're trying to go in your career but that's more internal so if you're a cash register guy where else can you go within the company well i'll go to layaway right now or i'll go to what if you're trying I'll to do, transition I, out the company though so where's the skills internally that you can add to your resume to able to say, how can I do better? So, mm-hmm. you started on what career when you went to college? So, um, during my, basically the one I did for a couple of years, I was actually maintenance. So, I was working in an apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I was doing maintenance. And to your point, where can I move internally? Because I'm like, they have a corporate side, they have some offices, I met the people. I'm like, hey, I would like to try to maneuver my way to corporate. Mm-hmm. Didn't really happen they cut my hours after some time and that opportunity really didn't, nothing really happened with that. So I was like, well, okay. What do, so I was in that position of, I want to, I want to take my skills that I know internally. Mm-hmm. So I know hands-on experience in terms of, you know, just the overall leasing process, what it takes to get units ready from a commercial multifamily, you know, apartment building perspective, right? how to prepare for, uh, uh, inspections, if it's a tax credit property, you know, so I felt like, you know, in between college education and the hands-on experience, I'd be a pretty good asset, entry-level-wise anyway, right. on the corporate side. But but your college aspirations mm-hmm. wasn't that. Your college aspirations were what? At the time, yeah. I was thinking about going to law school. Okay. So that's what I was thinking about. Um, what happened? So what happened? Um <laughs> I just, I was like, I'm still, you know, we have our other podcast. I'm still passionate about politics mm-hmm. and aspects of law, but I'm not necessarily passionate about law in itself from a, from a perspective of, do I need to practice it? How much do I need to learn it? Like, I think I want to, I want to know it. I want to be a knowledgeable citizen and, you know, person, but mm-hmm. not to the point of, you know, studying tort, tort law, say again? Career-wise? Yeah, career-wise, right. I was like, no. And then just looking at the job prospects, you know, I always liked tech. So I just started to really think, like, okay, if I make this jump and go to law school, mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, just opportunity costs, time right. and funding it. Is that a decision I'm prepared to make that may, you know, slow me down a couple of years if it goes bad? If it right. goes great, then... I'm balling, but I'm working long hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a grind out of the way. Not saying I'm against hard work. It's just I'm, I'm against not working smart. <laughs> and for me at that time, I'm not connected. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm grinding upwards. So you was interested, but yeah. you wasn't passionate. Exactly. So a lot of times people initially mm-hmm. say, I can be able to still do that without being a lawyer. You know, like I personally love art. I like mm-hmm. creating art. Mm-hmm. But sitting in the art, I took an art class and I was like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, there's, right. there's a line in between what you love versus what you, and, and I mean, just look in retrospect, you know, without mentorship, 
and you're like first generation, mm-hmm. sometimes navigating that by yourself is hard. Um, oh, absolutely. And just making the decision for the rest of your life to do something is kind of crazy when you're fucking 18. Yeah. You know, you're dumb. You know, yeah. we were talking about, I don't you know. know, I'm going to be the best artist in the world. Yeah. Like, like, uh, we were talking about Sleeping Beauty and the Seven Doors. <laughs> yeah, dopey. Dopey. Yeah. yeah, like when you're when you're 18, you're fucking dope. You know, like you're <laughs> you're a dopey kid. You're you know dopey ass, and you don't realize it though. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Little Wayne is my favorite rapper. <laughs> best in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Like, but th- I'm asking that because even your initial aspirations of what you wanted, but. And it changes. As you yes. mature, things change. Yeah. The more exposure you get, it changes. Exactly. So, you know, you can start with a certain platform that you like, uh, and then you find your passion along the way. My by, my issue was that exposure um, because I didn't really... For First of all, I stayed in Atlanta for, mm-hmm. you know, just personal reasons, stuff going on. Um, I, I stayed in, a, in the city of Atlanta. Right. Um, and that said, I... The best thing for me to do, looking back, would just try to get a job in consulting. Mm. Just because they just send you out. You just, t- generally speaking, you need a bachelor's degree. Um, and once you have that and you're open to travel, you know, they just send your ass out to do whatever. Right. And that gives you a lot of exposure. You get to decide what you like, what you don't like. And you kind of use that as a launch pad. I didn't do that. So because I kind of, you know, f- faltered, you know, my early 20s career wise. I was just working like bullshit ass jobs. I did, I really didn't get professional experience until like my mid twenties. Mm. So I just kind of like you know I was just trying to just grinding for a minute, but not really um, moving on the on the career side. Was that the time you did internship? Um, no, that, oh, was, that actually, was earlier. Uh, no, that was later. Oh, okay. Yeah, intern like my internships are actually. That's how crazy working dead end job is. A fucking internship beats the shit out of any dead end job. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I worked in a call center. It was fucking. That's. I was there for almost two years. And, wow. And it's like almost, and it's basically like one bullet point on my fucking resume now, because if that's is. Who gives a fuck you work yeah, in a call, a call center? center. What does that do unless you're going to be a call center manager? Or, yeah, unless yeah. unless you're going for a professional experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you're going for a professional, like, you know, high-paying jobs, mm-hmm. then I can like, well, you know. And? Unfortunately, that was, an my, and. that was my reality. Now, right. in that in that case, I was working, you know, at the school, university. So, um, so yeah, working at the school got me the free tuition. Now... To be frank, I hated the job. Like, first of all, you know, for my generation, you know, there are a lot of pussies out there just because your fucking parents out there calling on your behalf. Like, yeah, just be a fucking adult. Hang your own shit because I don't want to I didn't want to talk to your fucking mom, especially, right. you know, I was younger. I didn't give a fuck about you or your. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, You're I like... care on a basic level, mm-hmm. but just as like people taking out loans, like I was, I was doing financial aid and shit. And it was just like a not good job. Mm-hmm. Like it was just It's like any call center Any customer service type role It's not gonna be good Unless you're doing In my opinion You know if you're doing Like high level business development right. Or you know Consulting or something like that mm-hmm. That's when you want Interacting with clients Is great Project management Interacting with the You know the client With the project But if you're Any sort of customer service It sucked But yeah. it was like Okay get free tuition That's a great perk Yeah, I can get some new skills Not get any debt 
turn, but I hated the job. So, <laughs> um, but it was had, a sacrifice, though. We had we had you can either work forty hours or thirty hours. Right. So I'm like, well, shit. I can if I can get by financially on thirty hours, that means I can work less, still get the benefit. I can leave earlier, which means I can take evening classes more, mm-hmm. much more easier than working the forty hours. Um, turns out, we talking about people not holding up the end of the bargain. Oops. <laughs> you got to work 40 hours to get the free tuition. Because Steve and Bobby didn't come in. Or or just, no. You literally have to be a 40-hour. Damn. Yes. Okay. And at the time, I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to be there for fucking 40 hours. <laughs> and you didn't like it anyway. Yeah. Because, again, it's one of those I didn't like either. It's, it's a diminishing, like, it's, it's you know, diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. If you're working a shitty job for 20 hours, it's no different if you're working there 40 in terms of experience. It's like on, on paper. 40 hours of a fucked up job, the, really. But what I'm saying though, in terms of just looking good on paper, if I do oh, the okay. job for 20 hours versus 40, it's the same shit. If I'm shoveling shit, I'm just shoveling more for, shit for 40 hours 20 versus 20. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, get, get the fuck out of here. I, <laughs> so fortunately, on the, on the Harris Montana Chin Chin, I use financial aid um, to live and I just fucking quit mm-hmm. and that's where my internships I'm telling you that's where I started that was actually like real experience right because right. In, any bullshit ass dead end job is just not gonna do it so when so the internship gave you a sense of wow this is valuable much more than anything than a regular yeah. I'm doing these fucking hours and this is just killing me and everything mm-hmm. yeah so what were the internships that you so, felt was relevant to really i mean the big my main two ones so yeah i would i would really say my like my real experience didn't start until i i did the two internships so one was at a startup mm-hmm. that was, was the name of that uh fittery okay that was a fittery fittery yeah so f-i-t-t-e-r-y oh okay yeah it's an interesting okay. startup um i don't know what they're doing with it now but at the time they were trying to um they started with men's dress shirts, and the idea was when you buy something online, mm-hmm. how do you know it fits? Because a large and one brand is different. There's all and these different sizes, yeah. And then they have names like you know, um, like I think the Ludlow is somebody's size or different fits or some shit. Damn. They have like our fit is called you know the American and <laughs> or the the El Gucci, some you know whatever. Right, and right. So that might mean it's a it's big, it's slim, whatever. So they just you put in your size and they tell you, hey, based on your measurements, these shirts fit you great, and, mm. you, and you say whether you want like a tight fit, medium, or like kind of baggy. Okay. So that was I really learned a lot. That kind of that kind of shaped my fashion game going forward. So like, man, those okay. slim fits are the shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, going forward, I hated baggy. Because you saw yeah. the 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 way the slim fit actually yeah, how, made how you suppo- look. Yeah, and how yeah. supposed to fit. Yeah. And then I got my measurement, so okay, I knew how to do it. Um, and the other one was um, Known Bank. Mm-hmm. So that was huge for me, just because I was, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, was, I got some tech experience. Um, in fact, I had, I got hit up for a job um, early this year based on a lot of my work. Wow. Yeah, okay. so that was pretty, um, you know, that, that was just good to have. So going forward, um, it's having those two under my belt that was able to propel me just to um just entry level mm-hmm. uh into you know IT right so i'm just saying that to say like obviously i you know i went back to grad school of course and 
you know, did that as well, took those courses. So I'm saying the combination propelled me um, to, you know, to new heights versus right. I'm telling, you know, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, they don't, they don't jump ship early enough. Right. Like you, I think what happens is people hope that, okay, let me just keep working here, hope for new opportunities. Things that get better. Yeah. Let me try to get good with the boss and the shit doesn't, you waste it like two, three years. On some bullshit, you know? Like, but but the thing is, it's complacency and the relationship thing. Back to, I mean, you said that earlier, and I totally agree with you. It's kind of like, he's going to he's gonna be better. I can make him better. Or, uh, she's a trip, but, you know, she's a good lady. Or, she'll change to it on the It's like, no. In a relationship. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. So, what attracted <laughs> you to the place that you was employed by Mm -hmm. and what changed once you got there yeah so let's talk about it so my my so basically my entire goal over over the last couple years was just to transition into um, technology learn technology and be able to do it well Mm -hmm. um so i guess to answer that question let me start with a big bank a bank is large Mm -hmm. um you know, like any financial services, it's just high compliance. Um, innovation is there to a degree. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because there's a line. Banks are always going to be in the forefront of security, information security. Really? And things like that. Just, yeah, because they don't want, they can't get hacked. They get hacked. Really? That's that's that ass. Okay. You know, all from right. a from a bank perspective, okay, which is crazy because Experian and all these motherfuckers you would think would be even more secure, but um, uh, just working in banking kind of just gave me a view of wait a minute, we have a lot of former consultants working here, mm-hmm. so I started to really ask around and figure out okay, what what would make sense for me to do because um, I enjoyed the internship, but I just wanted to make sure I was making the right decision for me, right? And a lot of people were like, hey, if I was in your shoes. You you want to do consulting? Consulting gives you a, a, a big view. Mm-hmm. You get you visit different clients. You get it's exposed a lot of to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's it's high. You know, fast paced environment. Obviously, you have to put in your time, your hours. Mm-hmm. But um, you you get to learn. And so I was like, okay. So I started to target some some consulting position, and this particular one said consulting. Right. And what's crazy is I met basically the founder of this like um earlier that year uh earlier in the year so i recognized the name of the firm mm-hmm. uh met him before blah 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 so like, okay and again this is where i throw <laughs> and again, this is lessons learned right so you know um things i say can so there's two job titles to be aware of advisor and consultant oh yeah advisor may mean sales you know you may not be like an advisor just making recommendation it may be just you know i don't know but usually advisors not you're not actually advising you just make some numbers or some bullshit but you can be an advisor and truly be high level advisor so you're not really an employer you're contracted i'm saying it could be that Mm -hmm. and with consultant i'm seeing there's a fucking business development consultant. There's mm-hmm. a fucking oh, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just like a janitor is a custodial consultant. <laughs> it's just like people are just fucking up that title, man. So, so if you don't read between the lines, that. yeah, yeah, you just you know. And again, that was me just being new to that that you know that position in mm-hmm. that 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 area. Yeah, that industry really. Yeah, I'm yeah. being goofy, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a consultant. Mm-hmm. So I'm show up, you know, do the interview. Um, and really, it was more of like help desk. It was more of a. Uh, you know, obviously there was some consulting aspects for sure, but it was—I mean—it was more of things I didn't want to do than what I wanted to do. Right. It was not traditional management consulting, which I thought I was getting into. Um, so that's that's what attracted me to it. Right. But but the I, reality was yeah, and you know, and things things you find out later is just kind of like, I wish wow. I would have told me that in the interview. I mean, that, that's I, bullshit. I would have just yeah, yeah. I would have I would have just tried to find something else, but. <laughs> You just, you know, you live and you learn. So I would just say one of my biggest lessons, I, I do recommend consulting to people just because no matter what industry, if you can do some consulting and whatever you do, mm-hmm. you get exposed and uh, you, you find out things you like and things you don't like. So if you're doing accounting, um, the big four, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you can do accounting projects, financial statement, auditing, whatever. Um, and then you find out, okay, I like to do reporting or I like to do forecasting, you, whatever. Right. You just kind of understand where, what's your lane. And from there you can jump ship and then figure that out because consulting is a burnout job anyway, you know, just kind of get in. So internal consulting mm-hmm. is, you know, external really? consulting because my wife does a consulting. Like we internal or external? External. Okay. Meaning there's a company mm-hmm. and. They hire you. They hire you as a consultant to say, we want to improve on this. Mm -hmm. Help us do that. Almost project manager. You're a project manager, but you're a consultant. So they may have a project manager and then they sit down with you as a consultant to say, uh, we got this project for the next 12 months Mm -hmm. and then we're going to implement on a 12 period. And then from there, we renegotiate of how you're going to help us from that. Yeah. But you're not an employee, but to be hired as an employee you're not a consultant. It's a title used to say, we need you to talk to the customer. We need you to consult with the customer. Yeah. Because I, I practically wasn't a salesperson because a salesperson at my previous job got paid commission. Mm-hmm. I was consulting with the sales team yeah. because I went out and gave relevant information so the customer goes, so, yeah, oh, okay. Make a, let me clarify. I, I think people, I recommend people should do project-based implementation based consulting that's where you, so we're actually in the trenches you're doing stuff you know if you're doing a presentation like hey here's what you should do that's great but i think if you can walk away from something basically i think of bullet points for resume mm-hmm. i've done this i'm responsible for this blah 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 so if you just you spend a lot of your time now hopefully if you're independent or whatever and they bring you in you have metrics my clients improve blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 yep. blah but if you if you the guy they send in the or gal whatever they to do PowerPoint presentation, and I'm like, Basically. what are your metrics? What do you, how do you sell yourself to the next job? Um, so I think I think you have to think in terms of first of all, make sure they're not bullshitting about the position, right? Um, and and secondly, what are the bullet points you're going to gain on your resume? So let me let me flip it back to you. Whenever you present to anyone, it has to be relevant to you. It has it's, to be. It has to be, but I, 
I think people get people get positions, and I'm like, so I understand. For example, yeah. you go to uh, a client's um, spot and say, "I'm going to present to them what our upgrades are," right? And I just got to let them know what the upgrades are. Yeah. So you, how does it benefit you? Presenting options to the customer based on these improvements back to your metrics. You say, I'm providing these metrics, not the company is. I gathered these metrics and I'm giving it to the customer. So on your resume, you're saying provided information to the customer, mm. metrics based to improve on blah, blah, blah. That's great. But compared to the dude who actually did the fucking project, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that guy and then send his ass out to do both. That's fine, but you're not worrying about that guy. You're worrying about adding your resume to say, this is bullshit because you hired me for the wrong shit. So now what I'm going to be starting to do is I'm going to take these opportunities Mm -hmm. to improve my value on my resume. I I do want to speak on one thing, too. So if you're listening to this and you are working some bullshit job, you're trying to, you know, jump ship or have that have that base, because really. Sometimes to really get where you want, you, you got to be like three jobs deep. Mm-hmm. And then once you make that transition on the fourth job, fourth job, you're in a salary position where you want to be, where yep. you want to demand. Yep. Um, I found that d- depending on where the, t- where the work culture is like kind of whatever, mm-hmm. it can just be, it can be not good in, in terms of like internally, sometimes that's not easy. No, I agree. And you know, again, I'm, I agree. I'm, I want to be. I'm, I'm going to be tactful, and you know, I'm not going to go go there with mm-hmm. any of my positions. But in general, I, I've been aware of where at times um, there have people have not been. Uh, people have been just goofy in terms of how they <laughs> handle shit. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't. So you always have to be aware mm-hmm. of the skill set of managers, supervisors. <laughs> And even peers, mm-hmm. if you're not self-aware of them, then you don't know how to react toward them. If you see, this is where you're headed. To to me, I'll always say, this guy's always going to come after me because he wants to look better than me, always. Yeah. Or I have a manager who doesn't appreciate what I do because everything I do is managing the area better than what he's presenting to the manager above him. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get information and I know he's going to do that. So I have to find a way of saying, how do I jump in before he does or allow him to do that, but make it look like all he's doing is communicating what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now I know probably in your mind, why the fuck do I got to do all of that? It's because I'm keeping a job. It's part and of the territory. Want, yeah, but it yeah. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, be but, but it is. Like, one thing you'll, you, I've learned, and I think everyone needs to learn, especially people early in their careers, people talk a big game about, we're different, we're that, but, you know what I'm saying? Every workplace, I think every workplace aspires to be one way. Mm-hmm. Like, we aspire to be this. Right. Basically, like the United States, we aspire to be people, you know, land the better, free home. The better, the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people still get fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. It's, so again, we aspire to be that. Right. I think firms like, you know, they say, "Hey, you know, we uh, we want to prom- uh, promote positions mm-hmm. um, internally." I mean, for, for minorities, women. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we want to, 
you know, not be evil. For example, I read this article today about fucking Google working with the Pentagon on algorithm for drones or some shit. And yeah, and the, the employees was like, protesting, like, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I came here because of the values, you mm-hmm. know? People fucking the Google suite until you get your shit together. You know what I mean? Wow, oh, okay. Like, in terms of just like, it's so it's so low cost compared to Microsoft products or other shit. Right. Um, Google Scholar. Um, but it's open. Google Docs. Yeah, you know what so, I'm saying? All yeah. college students use Google Docs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so if if you want to go there and say you know what this is such a great this company in my opinion espouses my values, and then wait the Pentagon, yeah. what you know what I'm saying? Like, We're working to kill people because that's they, what the drones do. Well, the drones say they're just for human. You know they're going to be non weaponized. But so was the making of the atomic bomb. Look, right? I'm not going. I'm just saying. <laughs> look from I know, a, I know what you said. I, just, from an organization <laughs> perspective, right? We want to be. You know, here at so and so, we blah blah blah. Then once you get there, you're the like, sexual you're assault. Not fucking doing that, yeah. yeah. So, how, so how's how's so that? Do- it's different because it's more influence to the bottom line of the people who's actually doing the work. Oh. So, <laughs> I can influence a larger segment of the business in the building, and it relates to the common cores of the company as a whole. So if I reveal there's certain things that we should be doing and I can give examples and details, it's revealing that what we say we're going to do, we're not doing. Then I can question, why aren't we doing it? Mm -hmm. So one of my biggest things was um, we're big on development. Yes, we are. Right. So show me what you've done with development and I can tell you what I've done. Okay, Michael. So I had um, two people I developed who jumped two positions higher. I had another one that jumped three positions higher. I had an hourly associate that jumped two positions higher. So give me what we did and what is the process of that's happening because I haven't seen anything else happen from anyone else. So let me know what our development process is because if I'm doing something different and I need to be different than everyone else, let me know what I should be doing and then give me the facts of what how we did that i'll say one thing about that because from as a from my perspective one thing that just irks me is why i think managers should also be judged on like you said you're promoting people so that's that means you're taking people you're spending time with them and that's great and also turnover and yeah. so you take the average turnover of the entire organization and mm-hmm. then your particular area so I didn't look at look back on my some past jobs. Yeah, motherfuckers just rotating in and out, right? So I'm saying, what is that either what does that say about either the position is terrible or the manager? It's one of the two. So absolutely right. But the bottom line is if you have eight hundred people in a facility and you turn maybe three percent, it's not a problem. It's three percent because the industry is probably six. Okay. But what they don't see is the relevance or the value of the 3% that's leaving. So mm-hmm. if the 3% that's leaving are the high-level people that should be contributing to the value of the company and they're leaving, that 3% is is more relevant than the 6% average of the industry. That's what they're not looking at. So when I have these conversations, I've always known, and one of my mentors has said, if you don't show the math, mm-hmm. no one gives a damn about your opinion. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I got you. Yeah. I said, but you know that. He said, it doesn't matter what I know, Michael. It's what you can prove. Yeah. And when they said, okay, I'll look at it, it's something that they got to look at themselves and say, he made too much of a good point because he has data points where when we look at the other data points, these other people who got promoted was because of their own effort. Right. Where we looked at these people that didn't know that they was going to be promoted because he developed them, no turnover, all of these people are aspiring to do better. People who wanted to quit aren't quitting because they're being placed in other yeah. positions. So lower, that's what a yeah. leader does. Lower costs of acquisition. Yep. You know, you just and promoting internally. You mm-hmm. know, that's cheaper to be quite honest versus hiring outside usually. So let's go into when it all went down, and you walked out. Uh, I got my. Walking papers, basically. What was the step in your mind to say, what do I do? Um, in terms of when I was laid off? Yeah. So, uh, I'll take you to the minute afterwards. Okay. And it's just, you get like you, you get told you're laid off, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was, I was heated just because I'm like, I just thought of, I wasn't necessarily mad as a layoff. I was just mad at all the wasted time. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, I, you know, I, I, I get my shit. I get home and I'm, I'm asked. I was, I was, I was asked if, hey, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say? What the fuck am I going to do that for? Right. So I just get my shit. I leave. Now I hit people up later in the visual, like, yo, you know, I apologize for not saying what's up, but. I, fucking, I was fucking told to, to fucking I was leave. told to leave. Yeah. Yeah, get my shit and go. Turn over the keys. So. Well, he wasn't fired. He was laid off. No, no. Basically, you yeah. lied and created something to fire me, but you put it under the guise of laying off. I'm I'm not going there. All right, I got you. I yeah, got you. I, to, I told you I'm gonna I'm gonna have tact. Mm-hmm. I was, I, that's the reason I was given. So I have no other reason to not believe that mm-hmm. for my purposes. Right. It's, right. Like I said, it's it's a breakup. Mm-hmm. So whether hey you know it's not me it's, you know what was what they say it's not me it's you no yeah. it's, no it's not you it's me no it's not you it's me yeah so the George Costanza uh, <laughs> so regardless I'm saying it's a breakup it doesn't matter right um so I just I I just drive I think one of the things I'll never forget is you know do one the the guy my manager at that time mm-hmm. once you know I had to <laughs> I had to fucking I know my face had to be like, like what motherfucker? So, but it wasn't him though. I know that, and it right. was just, and it was, and that's I'm, I always, I'll never forget that, just because my my gut reaction to it was like, what? Versus his was like, look, you know, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, you know, uh, that. He, so that said. I won't forget that moment. It just made me think of like, you know, don't shoot the messenger type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I had to check. After that, that's, you know, I just drive home and I kind of chill on it. I let the roommates know what happened mm-hmm. just because, hey, I'm, hey, I'm I, I contribute, you know, yeah, yeah, I contribute, you know, a decent amount. So I'm like, hey, this is going on and blah, blah, blah. Now, this is why you don't get comfortable. I was already working with recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with one in particular. Um, we did a FaceTime like interview already. Uh, right. We had a lot of conversations already. So I told her what happened. She's like, "Oh, well, you're perfect for this position." Boom, boom. Um, she sent it, she sent it out, 
interview was set up on a Tuesday. On a Thursday, I get the okay, like, hey, you got it. And I'm just very fortunate I was already in that groove and mm-hmm. no one else had got that position. Um, and I think in this case, they're, they were hiring a couple of people for that position. Right. So uh, it wasn't just one, I think. I think it was a, a couple. So I know I'm fortunate in... in I'm very fortunate that happened because when I was looking at, um, in terms of other positions, the recruiting process is long. The, the recruiting process is just not fast. There's a lot of applicants that have to go through. By the time they call you, you may not be the first, second, or third choice. If they call you at all. Work so with recruiters. That. Okay. So, Recru- recruiters tell me, tell have, me uh-huh. what's the value in recruiters? Because I've dealt with recruiters before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a lot. Um, that, that I honestly feel the same way, with the exception of I think I was just again I, my situation mm-hmm. from beginning to end. I think I was fortunate. Okay. Because um, I was I was already working with them. Uh, they they already have access. You know they have clients and they have an incentive. Mm-hmm. So obviously they get oh, paid yeah. once. Yeah, to, you know yeah. whatever. Um, so knowing that they have an incentive. Um, Basically, it was just I gave them the resume, sent it in, and it was just it, I think it would have happened much faster than if I would have done it on my own because I didn't know about that opportunity. Okay. So basically, it's kind of like their job is that you know the job hunt arena. They have clients, they have people to work with. So just to me, that's just a no brainer. At least have work with one recruiter. Gotcha. Um, uh, obviously, I was in, you know coming from IT, mm-hmm. so I work with a technical recruiter. If if you're non um, STEM, then mm-hmm. you probably want to work with a you know general recruiter. So go back to you said it helped you. Yeah. So this is my question. Give me an example of this is how they helped me how because the, yeah. Immediate, I say oh yeah my recruiter was great man they got me a job and I was good to go. Speed. Okay. Speed. So I'm laid off on a Monday. Hmm. Um, I get in touch with them on a. I think on a Thursday, by Friday, I had an interview set up for the following Tuesday. But you established a relationship prior to that. Exactly. So how did you establish the relationship? Tech recruiter? I literally went into LinkedIn Mm -hmm. for the Atlanta area, typed in technical recruiter, started messaging motherfuckers. Okay. Because. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's, that's literally how. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be straight up. I I blind you know I know there's supposed to be strategies and how you message people blindly because mm-hmm. obviously I want something I'm a candidate like hey I'm a candidate hell yeah you know here's my background I try to be very articulate mm-hmm. because I know people being like well what do you, why should I help you blah 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 a lot of the black recruiters did not message me back <laughs> I gotta be fucking honest so if you're a black dude in IT <laughs> find you a white guy or someone else <laughs> I had an army of white women helping. <laughs> I did. I couldn't believe it as I was going through the process. Right. I was like, right. "Shout out to the white women." God damn. <laughs> Me too. Right. I was. Yeah. I was. You know. I, I'll send them. I don't know if I targeted the wrong people, but I, I. I tried to. I targeted like. I was like, okay, he's you know, black, black man, black woman. Mm-hmm. Hey, why not? Why not? Right. No response. No response. So. <laughs> so I would. Sadly, if you would have said. They didn't do much for me. Then I would have been like, yeah, maybe they just couldn't find anything. No. But no response 
it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's to me. That's not acceptable. Because I, but I don't know what kind. Me, I don't know. I just know in this in this particular case, I messaged the right person. But you, it was a a DM. Uh, LinkedIn, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the in mail feature, right? That's, so, that's kind of sad. I gotta. So I'm just being like, hey, you know. I, that was your experience. That was my experience. <laughs> so I my experience. Yeah. When I reached out with some recruiters um, locally, mm-hmm. um, that I funny was I actually knew them. Oh, for real. Personally, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, I don't have anything. Oh, okay, okay. It's just, yeah. So I'm watching, and they're they're getting other people hired. Okay, all right. I didn't get anything. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't. You know, I took the point of it's not them, it's me. Maybe I'm not qualified. But I never got the no response. I got that on different, you know, when I was trying to sell things or use my business when I had my own personal business and going, I got a lot of no response. But that's, you're going to have a rate of that yeah. out of a hundred people. You I know. get that. Yeah. But recruiters, that's their job. That's, that's what I thought. So I'm like, maybe for them, they're good. Or maybe again, I, I targeted technical recruiters because mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, that's, I'm going for IT related roles. So let me do technical versus just general recruiter um so yeah i mean to but be you made f- the effort yeah i made the effort and believe uh, for you um and of course certain recruiters have their own what their clients so mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. their their pools of jobs that they have uh, i will say but outside of if i didn't have that one experience and that that helping me mm-hmm. the, the recruiters are ass otherwise <laughs> the other firms are just like for me just not fucking helpful, and that, and, right, and again, right. that might be a problem to maybe my particular role because mm-hmm. a lot of them, you know, they have their niche. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you're a developer, then they have IT recruiters that, you know, they fill the developer roles. They right. have information security or engineering or whatever. Did you do it nationally, or did you say recruiting? I wanted to no, stay. No, I, I was. At that, I mean, at that point, it had to be open just because. You know, you wanted to get hired. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> Fucking beggars can't be choosy. Right, now, so just that was the first one thing I mm-hmm. want to mention. Two things. So that was the number one thing. Summarize that, and then let's get into the number two thing that you're talking about. So the one thing we're just talking about jobs. Mm-hmm. Know how to target. If you have LinkedIn or any other tool that give that lets you know who else applies, right. so you know who the competition is. Right. Obviously, if you're going to get senior people. Yeah. Eh, unless you're, ba- you know, yeah. you, you, maybe if you get a referral from somebody, but even then, mm-hmm. um, number two is interview. So obviously, even if you're experienced, you've done a lot of interviews, just don't take it for granted. Yep. Um, because after you've been working a while, it's just like I said, I treat it like dating. So after you've been dating, you've been you've been in your relationship for a while, and then you're getting back out there. They don't want to hear your stories about you know your your horse shit. <laughs> 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 you know, you gotta, right, right. You know, so it's kind of like on a first date, you know, you just gotta, you know, maybe read some articles about, okay, on a first date, you know, what are some tips and tricks, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, on an interview, obviously, I interviewed before, um, but let me just uh, search interview questions and answer. Um, for the position, let me search um, the, the position question and answer, right? Uh, I think both of those things are important. Uh, do you know? 
I, I literally written out question and answer for, you know, tell me about yourself. Um, where do you see yourself in the future? Why are you applying? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And of course, questions specific to the, uh, to the job. Specific to, yeah, to the job. Yeah. Okay. So I think those two things are really important in terms of. So uh, how many uh, interviews did you go on? Literally just the one. Really? And that's the one I landed. Yeah. Wow. I had one, no, well, I had like a couple of phone screenings, some okay. with recruiters and one with the job. Now, there was a job that was um, like, hey, you know, we have our, in fact, it's tomorrow in terms of us, the day we're recording this tomorrow. Uh, mm. They're having a quote unquote super day. I'm like, hey, you know, we're in New York, blah, blah, blah. And so I messaged them like, yeah, like, ooh, we don't cover travel expenses. Uh, so, okay. So, you know, if, if I didn't get the other job, this would probably be a good lead because I felt pretty confident I would get it. Right. But I had to relocate. Yep. So my living situation, I'm like, okay, would I make enough to pay for an expensive ass New York, San Francisco, Chicago? And maintain. Because I want to maintain that. Yeah, because we have a good thing going. So um, the answer to that, you know, I wasn't too confident I would get the salary I would need anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... like Move in with Eric. <laughs> Shovel snow, man. Shovel fuck. Snow. That sounds like New York. <laughs> fuck that. I take. I pick San Francisco every time yeah, versus shit. New York, man. Yeah, yeah, but you be living in a closet, though. Yeah. So. I'm saying, either way, I know I'm fucked up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> either way, either. If I'm not banking money, I'm like, yeah. So. Uh, so that's good, though. And the reason why I, I ask that because there's a lot of people who, when they do interviews, they're uncomfortable. Because they just haven't done interviews. No, that's why you pra- you can't don't take it for granted. Practice, like yep. I think a lot of people in their mind, the more, like I mean, you feel more confident than than, than the moment hits you. You're like, uh, uh. Yep. It's like no, just write it out. Maybe you know, read it to yourself. So once you get in it, it's more natural. Because an interview is just an unnatural thing. You're not it gonna. Is. You're not gonna do a job interview. It's a blind date. Yeah, like an interview for like, hey, I have a product or service, so you know that's different mm-hmm. versus like a job interview. You know what but I mean? But you're selling yourself. Yes, and it's you know, just like a relationship. That's like a date. That's why. A date. I, so that's why I just treated it in that regard. I think I just maybe that's. I guess that's a tip. You know, mm-hmm. I guess for me anyway, tr- thinking about it in terms of relationship, a breakup, and then a new one because there's motive. <laughs> even though it's petty. There's, there's motivation there to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to show that hoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Obviously, it shouldn't matter at all. Um, but It feels good, though. Yeah, just stuff me like, oh, fuck, your, fuck your little job, huh? Yeah. Oh, we huh. was reaching out. I'm not sure if you feel, hey, look, I got what I needed. Don't call me no more. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm not even looking forward to that. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, you that's- still got to check on a couple of your, you know, your um, colleagues oh yeah they probably reach out <laughs> well no I, so i mean that's the thing like non-management wise i'm cool with everybody okay so it's okay. just and they, it'll filter up <laughs> and then the, then the guilt will hit them like really it didn't take him long exactly so he could have done one or two things he was on his way out anyway or you lost a really valuable guy so one way or another, they're gonna feel. But I'm not even. Stupid. I'm just focused. You should. I'm focusing on myself. You, you playing devil's advocate, yeah, being petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Look, yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, look. Again, I don't. Have, I have an own my own firm that made a business decision. 
Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, it's that's cool. That's what happens. But quick thing for people to talk about or think about. Yeah. So what I try to do interview-wise, because um, I haven't been on an interview for a while because I'm doing so many different things. But what I do internally is review time. Mm-hmm. I take that as an interview. I use that as a point of interviewing. So I have everything that I've done throughout the year. And then when I'm talking to managers, supervisor, whatever like that, I'm going through the process to say, hey, so this is what I've done. What are your thoughts on this? And when they ask me, well, why didn't you do this? I take that as an interview. You have to be prepared to say what you've done and what your plans are. The metrics, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you you feel like... Otherwise, I mean, what's what's to you? What's the value for reviews? The values for review is if they see you the way you see yourself. Otherwise, otherwise, they telling you this is what they want from you. Yeah. So if you in a position where they're saying this is the criteria that you have to do, mm-hmm. you can't think of what you want to do mm-hmm. because they already told you. If you do anything outside of what they told you, what they want, yeah, you either have to say okay. But I want to do this. How does that work with like, you know my what? plan? We really want you to play Madden. Our company looks at people who do well with Madden. What about- I know you love Grand Theft, but I hate Grand Theft. When they say that, <laughs> cut the conversation. Okay, I'll look at I'll, <laughs> I'll look at Madden. I'll where do you purchase yours from? Oh, well, well, oh, well. <laughs> so it's that kind of shit, yeah, man. So you. So I've been in both positions where yeah. they said, this is what I want you to do. And and I'm telling them this is what I want. It's, I got you, but let's establish this because the company needs people to do this. Right, right. So I find a way of saying, let me let me do this. But on top of that, I got to still build on what I want. So take the reviews as... Interview. I like interview. that idea. You have to think, because if you don't, you put them in a position, you have to put them in a position to say, what do you expect from me? Because a lot of them would say, did well with this, did well with this, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Okay, did well with this. Yeah, hey. that makes a lot of sense. According to yeah. what I've done, what do you consider well? What do you consider all your supervisors, your employees, your analysts, what do you consider what well is? And then they'd be like, oh, shit. I got to come here and work? You're goddamn right, because you'll never blindside me again. And I will say, HR, that's that's why HR is important. Mm-hmm. When I, so going forward, starting a new job, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that fucking HR book. Like, yep, yep. I'm, I'm gonna know all the processes, so including review, including quote unquote development. Yep, that's a great summary and insight. Tune in to our part two session of Chad's Jenkins interview where we dig in a little deeper on what you should do next and the small intricacies when in a job or still in the process 